Hello. Hey, what's up, man? You keep coming in, my boy. I don't know. I think he's having issues, man. We'll have to uh, give him a few. So you're not having any issues. I don't know what's going. It kicked. It kicked me out. So we'll just just hang tight for a second, man. I let him know we up in this thing. Then we shall begin. Oh, man. Yeah, just what the hell? You be any big plans for Memorial Day? No. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> just. <laughs> just chilling. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with it, man. Sound, sound like you're falling in that mode, bro. Like, when y'all, man, you, hey, sometimes that's sleep and just relaxing. That shit, that shit gets good, man. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's kind of nice, man. I'm not gonna lie, kind of. Yeah, my boy said for some reason he can't get in, and I don't know why. So we may have to just proceed without him. Let me see here. So how are things down there? Everything's cool, man. You know, shit, we we in uh, Texas, so they opening the shit up. You know, right now, everything, uh, if you go out to a major restaurant or something, 25% capacity. I think some places are maybe even doing half. Wow. So yeah. how how are they going to stay in business? <laughs> That's that's the major thing, but I think some of the uh, major franchises, I think that uh, you know they got that uh, some type of, I guess where you can still play. I forgot what the what they call it, but it's some type of payment, you know, bill small where business loan. <laughs> yeah, small business, so pretty much something <laughs> like that. Where you still pay your employees, yeah. you know, and still stay open and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm. So, so some places are still just operating on that. I'm just going to tell them we're going to roll on. We'll just catch them on the next one. All right. Cool. Because I can't keep troubleshooting, man, because I don't know what's going on on his end. It's all good. Like I said, got it uh, scripted up. So anyway, man, since I got you on here. So again, so we are missing our uh, co-host. So I got a fill-in co-host here. So Slim won't be with us today. But I have my boy, Mr. Colin Sick. And you guys have heard him on here before. So he's going to be my be my co-pilot today. So we're just going to roll on, man, and uh, represent this thing. And like Drake said, man, we back again. We up in this thing like a scratching wind. So we just going to go, man. But anyway, jumping right into it, sports-related-wise, uh, UFC has uh, said they trying to take over the game. So where a lot of places were struggling and we saw the XFL go under uh, and a lot of other places have been hurting because they haven't been able, you know, to – to open back up officially, but UFC did, and uh, they had three major fight cards. So, and basically, what they're doing, their first fight card was like two uh, UFC 249, and then they had a pay per view situation. 
and what they were doing, which is kind of fucking weird, man, is um the odd there's no audience practically. Only people that was yeah. there at the arena <laughs> is like uh people that work there at the venue. And then of course the trainers and referees and corner men and shit. But on the upside to that, I watched some of the fucking fights, man, and you could hear every fucking thing. You could hear every kick, every punch. You could hear corner instruction and all kind of shit, man. Like I don't know if you know about it's an ex cowboy, Mr. Greg Hardy. He um uh he's fighting in the UFC now. So I think this may be his fourth or fifth fight or something like that, man. So he's doing pretty good. But anyway, he he said that at at the end of his fight that he made adjustments because he could hear some of the go- some of the commentators sitting around the ringside. Uh-huh. Uh Know, like saying hey you know like kind of just excited about the fight you know how you kind of be like oh he should do this he or he should do that and he could hear their fucking instruction and he actually <laughs> you know and, and did some things so just uh, to the fight so uh ufc 249 we had uh tony ferguson versus uh justin gaethje and then yeah. i think the next fight card we had uh anthony Teixeira versus uh no no Glover to share versus Anthony Smith, my bad. And then the last one was Alistair Overing uh, versus uh, Mr. Walt Harris. Uh, so all those cards was good, man. And just I'm not going to go too deep into it. I'll just kind of run run through, you know, the highlights. So Tony Ferguson loses to Justin Gaethje. Uh, Justin Gaethje pretty much just boxed his goddamn draws off, man. He, like, displayed just some ex- – Excellent stand-up skills, man. And Tony Ferguson had no answer for that left hand. That left hand kept finding a home, and Tony couldn't get out the way, man. His face, at the end of that fight, even though he was trying to make it to the bell, they ended up having to stop it, man, because he was just taking too much damage. And then the uh, second fight with uh, Anthony uh, Smith and Justin, I mean, uh, uh, Glover Teixeira, Glover Teixeira beat the shit out of, <laughs> out of Smith, man. He, he beat this guy so bad, man. This guy, I think this guy had veneers. But they was falling out all uh, over the place and shit. He was on top of the guy at one point, man, had him mounted and was just pounding him. Yeah, well, that, uh, well, no homo. That sounds kind of bad. But uh, I say he was on top of him, had him mounted and was pounding uh, him. But, but he was just, you know, clobbering him with the right, right hand, man, as, as he was on top of him. And, uh, and, and at one point, I guess uh, he felt bad for the guy. So he was like, hey, man. I'm sorry, but this is just the business. And the other guy getting beat up was just like, hey, man, you got to do what you got to do. It is what it is. So that just goes to show you how tough these guys are. So then the last fight was, uh, like I said, uh, Alistair Overeem and uh, Walt Harris, which uh, I don't know if you knew about this, but uh, but Alistair Overeem, he's, you know, he's been fighting for a long time, man. And uh, he's just coming off a TKO loss. And uh, basically won this fight by uh, TKO. So the guy that he beat, though, had just lost his daughter, man, uh, like a, just, just, just shy of a year. The, oh, guy's, wow. daughter, yeah, the guy's daughter was uh, on her way home from college. She was either on her way home or on her way to college. 19 years old, man. She stops in the gas station at some fucking psycho-ass motherfucker just see her and they showed the guy's face watching her in the store. Later on, follows the girl, man. It uh, fucking kills her and shit. And I'm not Jesus. sure if he raped her or whatever, but yeah, yeah, just killed me. And hey, no reason, just just some random act of fucking violence, man. So, 
that, so that guy was fighting with a heavy heart, man. But he did his thing. But yeah. you know, I just think a little bit of that ring rust and fighting a beast like Overeem, it just was too much for him. But uh, the other fights wasn't too much to to write home about. Uh, you know, just typical UFC. But it's just good to see sports trying to make a make a way back. So maybe UFC is uh, that you know, I guess that you know, um, the guinea pig kind of showing that it could be done and you could do it in a safe manner because I think NFL is still opening up as scheduled and I think NBA has plans on coming back pretty soon. So, so we'll see, man. But uh, other than that, uh, that was pretty much the, uh, the cap of the fight. So uh, don't know if you're a real big UFC fan or if you caught some highlights on YouTube or anything like that. Uh, normally I am. I just have I haven't been paying attention lately. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. But okay, we'll go into the next topic then. I just want to, you know, some of my UFC people. I just want to touch on it just a little bit. So, uh, what about the uh, that everybody's a goddamn Michael Jordan fan? Have you uh, taken a glance at the the Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance? Oh yeah, man, it's it's it's, it's fucking phenomenal. So you have well, watched it? Yeah. Or at least saying so. Okay, well, we can get into that then. So, I, you know, I knew Michael Jordan was an asshole, but goddamn, <laughs> just, Mike, Mike was a motherfucker, man. I, th- I found out some things in this documentary, man. I thought I knew because I remember being, a, you know, a kid during this time. Uh, I think in Mike's heyday, because I graduated high school in '94, so you know, I, I was, you know, I was aware of Mike and was a big fan and what was going on. But just to see them follow him from beginning to end, the end of his career, man, I thought they did a pretty good job. I mean, they showed Mike's career in college. Uh, you get to see him getting drafted to Chicago for the first time. And and I think right off that first season, man, they showed that, that you could tell that that guy was going to be the future of that franchise. So they they didn't know it at first, but after that first year, they like, okay, we, we got to build something around this guy. But then you got to see – you know, some of the adversity he went through. Like with taking on Larry Bird in the Celtics. You had Isaiah Thomas in the Pistons. You Pistons, had, you had, Pat, yeah. you had Patrick Ewing in the Knicks. You had uh, the Utah Jazz with Carl Malone and Stockton. You know, just all those battles, man. And what's so crazy, Mike's path to championships were just hard fought, man. So for Mike, them, when they were in the finals, to finish everybody in six, I mean, it just kind of shows you the killer mentality that I think that uh, Michael Jordan had back then. And then you got to see uh, Mike had a bit of a gambling addiction. You know, they, at one point in the documentary, they showed him pitching quarters and shit with his security, you know, taking their little money. Just Mike was yep. a gambling fiend. But then his dad, even uh, the murder of his father, man, when his dad was on his way back home pulls over to the side of the road to take a nap and some kids happened upon his Lexus and and shot him, man, and killed him. And then yeah. you saw Michael dealing with that and Chicago media kind of attacking him and shit, you know, and saying maybe it had something to do with the um, the gambling stuff, you know. It, it was just crazy as fuck, man. So they ended up, to me, forcing Mike to retire for that one year. We played yeah. baseball for a little bit. Yeah. Then they jumped, they talked about it. Now, I'm going to tell you who I think that they painted in a really shitty light was Scottie Pippen because they showed Scottie being selfish. Like when he took the neck, when he uh, had that surgery, instead of in the offseason, he had it done like midseason and shit. And then they had, uh, when Mike had retired, 
uh, Scotty was pretty much the leader of the Bulls, but then he was jealous of uh, Tony Kukoc because it was one play that Phil that drew up where Kukoc was going to take the final shot. And Scotty was like, well, fuck it. If I'm not going to take the shot, I'm not going back in. So you got to see that. And they say right now, Scotty Pippen is fucking livid. They say he's mad as hell because the way they portrayed him. But I mean, if those are the facts, those are the fucking facts. Then you got like Horace Grant talking spicy about Michael Jordan now. Because Mike yep. called him out and said that, you know, uh, Horace was leaking shit to the, um, you know, to the uh, fucking uh, media and was telling in-house business and shit. And, you know, uh, and then you had fucking Dennis Rodman. You know, Den- Dennis Rodman's from Dallas. You know, he from oh, yeah. Clip. Dennis, wild, crazy ass. They, You know, Dennis running off during the playoffs and uh, ended up on WWE and shit when he supposed to be in practice. <laughs> I mean, just yeah. all kind of. Kind of crazy. Yeah. And then uh, Dennis even told some stories about him and Carmen Electra uh, pretty much fucking all over uh, the facility of the Bulls. He said, man, that locker room, the goddamn court, he said he just had his way with her just all over the place, man. <laughs> and I don't know if you've seen it lately. She's still, she's still nice. So anyway, man, I talked all over that. So if you've seen the documentary, man, what, what were some, some key things that, you know, you might have found out that you didn't know or some parts that you just thought was, you know, badass or sucked or whatever? Well, for a long time, I, I've kind of known that Michael Jordan's kind of a dick. I mean, I've, I've, I've heard stories and, you know, especially now on YouTube, man, you, you can go on there and find like thousands of, you know, um, Michael Jordan was a dickhead to me stories you know like there's stories of him like uh you know not tipping or like there's there's stories of um him being like a dick to like mugsy bugs and you know shit like that so i don't know i i'm i'm surprised that he didn't like try to stop the documentary from like getting put out like if if it was going to paint him in such a negative light like how come he how come uh, him and his team of lawyers didn't like put like a, you know, a, you know, like a gag order on like the, you know, ESPN or something, you know? I think that uh, they say from what I heard that him and ESPN, uh, whoever put out the documentary, they had like a, a deal with Mike, a port, uh, of course he had the final say so, you know, like on what. So that's why I think, you know, a lot of things were left out. So even as bad as we think that documentary was, I think it's a lot of shit that we didn't get to find out. A lot of shit. Yeah. But yeah, man, but I just thought, man, Mike was Mike was a motherfucking beast, though, man. <laughs> they just and I think as far as that asshole persona, take some of the some of the greats at, at it ain't gotta be basketball. Take the best uh, you know, uh scientists or you know, best yeah. business mind. Cause I'm pretty sure, I mean, anybody, you know, take, take a, a fucking uh, top producer in music or, 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 or somebody that owns a label, anybody at the top, man, I think you got to step on motherfuckers. <laughs> like you, that's how you get there. I think. And I mean, that, that defines you as greatness. So your calls ain't always mm-hmm. going to be, you know, uh, to everybody's liking. So I think in Michael's aspect was, when he got there, the Chicago Bulls wasn't all that, and he was a hell of a competitor. So you got a dude that's saying, "Hey, I got to be this." Like, how do you go and become Michael fucking Jordan? 
if you ain't ruling with an iron fist like that. Because you remember Kobe Bryant? Kobe Bryant emulated after Michael. He that everybody know that was he was uh, Michael Jordan was his idol, and he and he pretty much recreated himself in Michael's image. And look, he went on to win championships. And they say Kobe was an asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I yeah, think- yeah. Like that's uh, that's part of it. They say greatness has a cost, and maybe that's part of it. <laughs> you know, like you can't. I mean, I'm I'm sure there's got to be like a couple of examples of people that are at the top that aren't dicks but but you don't hear about them right so i tell you, I tell you some so, funny i tell you so, so maybe maybe they're yeah maybe that's just one of the personality traits you need to have but in order I, I tell you to, some, to be at that level but i tell you some funny parts that i found that was so fucking hilarious while michael jordan was sitting there giving those interviews they kept that motherfucker glass steady rolling with that whiskey or bourbon or whatever fuck it was he was drinking <laughs> <laughs> but if you notice yeah. that goddamn glass did not. It, I never once I, they cut to that glass and it was empty. Either that motherfucker was halfway <laughs> or it or it was fucking full. And did you see his yeah. eyes? The motherfucker eyes was yellow, and the shot <laughs> <laughs> he was saucy. <laughs> and you know the producer was just like, "Yeah, keep that shit coming." It's <laughs> <That's laughs> like, hey. Keep that motherfucker glass full because we want him to spill all the goddamn business. But uh, but yeah, and Michael tried to fight Steve Kerr. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he, uh, yeah but, I saw that. But what's so crazy about that, him and Steve Kerr actually ended up becoming not necessarily good friends, but good teammates. You know, like he, he respected Steve after that. And then come to find out, they actually shared a kinship that I didn't even know until I saw the documentary. Here, Mike's in, in present day while they were teammates, Mike's father gets murdered. Uh, Steve lost his father in college. His dad was murdered. His dad was like a fucking uh, uh, like uh, president of a fucking college or something over in like Bogota or some shit and, and was killed while he was there. And what's so crazy, he took the job, his predecessor, the person before him, was kidnapped and murdered. So then he takes the job, and later on here, he's this American in this country, and this country's in turmoil, where they were telling Americans, you know, hey, it's it's pretty, you know, unsafe for you right now. He ends up getting shot in the head, man. And so Steve Kerr dealt with that in college and still pressed on. He said he poured himself into basketball. So here it is now, you fast forward. Here his teammate is Michael Jordan, and he loses his father. So they kind of so in a way, I think Steve kind of related to Mike on that level because of that. And that's one that's one thing about it that I never fucking knew. And I just thought that that was fascinating because now you can see Steve Kerr as a coach and his outlet. And, you know, and I just think that Chicago Bulls teams, man, a lot of legends came out of that team. man. Like you, you can go on. You can you can just pick take your pick. I mean, fucking B.J. Armstrong, you had uh, Paxton, you had Steve Kerr, you had Bill Cartwright, you had Horace Grant, you had Tony Grant, yeah. you know, yeah, Scottie Pippen, and of course Michael. Dr- I mean, you just had so many. You had uh, Luke Longley. I mean, I can go on and on and on. And so now we got these prima donna basketball players, and I don't think they could have played with the, the Bulls, man, because Mike, Mike was a two way player. You see Mike getting busy not only on the offensive side of the ball. Oh yeah, he was dirty. He was dirty as fuck. Hey, man. on the defensive side, man, he come 
yeah. Mike be up in your face, fucking steal the ball, come down, dunk that shit on Mike. Mike was a beast, man. And that's why now you got, you know, so some people still, like I said, throwing shots and everything. But I can oh, say, dude, Mike would cut you with his fingernails, man. <laughs> would he? I can imagine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. Because he was a goddamn competitor, man. I, I wouldn't doubt it. I would not doubt it. But did you see some of the things happening to him? Because they showed during that series with him and the Pistons, they beat Michael up. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, they kicked the shit out of him. So maybe, so maybe Mike yeah. was, was growing his claws out like Wolverine, like, well, shit, I'm going to give these motherfuckers some shit back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Think about it. If you yeah. you in a league where they playing dirty shit, you fight power, you know, you, you fight fire with fire. Like, well, shit. Motherfucker coming down, fouling me and punching me in the face. And uh, they dogged him out during the series. That <laughs> yeah, was some shit where I seen somebody just roll up and just tackle Mike and they didn't call nothing. So it's like, okay, if that's happening to you, what do you do? Maybe I'm going to start scratching some motherfuckers across the eye. Maybe I'm going to start doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I'm just saying, maybe, maybe I'm going to give me some fucking licks in. But yeah. but like I said, the shit was just fascinating, man, because Mike talked a lot of shit, too. Like, Mike was in motherfuckers' faces, cussing motherfuckers out. But another, but it was like a controlled chaos a little bit, because not only did you have that going on, but in the same voice you had, in, 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 on that same aspect, you had, um, you know, uh, Phil Jackson that became the coach later on that was able to add that, you know, calmness and and I think that I think those years playing when Mike played with Phil, I think that's when he played his best basketball because I really think Mike calmed down. Because if you notice his gameplay, he started to rely a lot more on his teammates with that triangle that Phil and them was running. So now you had Mike knowing I could take the game over in spurts, but at the end of the day, I'm gonna need my teammates. So I'm gonna have to kick the ball out. You saw him actually letting some other guys take the final shot. Like in the uh, documentary later, we saw. Uh, you know, against like the Utah Jazz, where uh, Steve Kerr was able to shine a little bit and uh, get out some shots, and you, we saw B.J. Armstrong, we saw Paxton, and a lot of guys try to play like that now. Because if you notice LeBron's play, that's how he plays now. He loved those wing guys that you know come up and hit a three and that type of play. So it was just revolutionary for Mike back then, man. And then not to mention the goddamn Jordans, the shoes, and uh, my next door neighbor, man. Uh, that fool just bought a. Did you know Michael Jordan had tequila? No, I didn't know that. It's called like Caroso. It's it's something. I'm I, I might be fucking the name up, but my uh, neighbor showed me a bottle. That motherfucker got tequila, bro. So tequila, <laughs> cologne, shoes. He he owns. Uh, he has still that motorcycle racing team for Suzuki. You know, he got that. He's still the owner of uh, the Charlotte uh, Charlotte Hornets or whatever. It's like I'm, the dude just has his hands in everything, man. He lost that money to his wife in a divorce. Uh, then that, that's something else to kind of, okay, we wanted to go to some dirt. So they uh, <laughs> was talking about his wife had, uh, and you notice they didn't talk about his wife at all uh, during the documentary, his ex-wife, rather. <laughs> but they, uh, yeah. she followed him, man. She had an investigator follow that fool, get all the dirt on him. And I think he ended up paying her, uh, I forget the, maybe 70 mil, maybe a hundred mil. It was, it was pretty hefty, but that fool went on to make way more fucking money. So I don't think he was missing it. But yeah, but just a good documentary, man. I thought, I thought it was pretty good. So for those of y'all 
during this pandemic, go on some good watching. I recommend that. The Tiger King is still pretty good. That shit was crazy. And, uh, you know, that's that, man. But anyway, I'll give you final thoughts on that, man. So if you had to sum up Michael Jordan's career, now even think, even if you wanted to tap in you being a kid and watching Michael Jordan, what, what would be your final thoughts or what you thought as a kid coming up? And, uh, and like I said, I know you're a little younger than I am, but you still grew up, you know, seeing Mike at some point. So you watched some old stuff. So, so what was your thoughts? What was your thoughts the first time you really knew who Michael Jordan was and what he meant to basketball? Like, what, what was your thoughts at that time? Well, Michael's the guy that we all – he's the guy we all aspired to be, you know? Yeah, and everybody wants to play Mike. And, 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 like, dude, he made the shaved head cool. He made baggy shorts cool, man. Because before him, man, like everyone was wearing like short shorts where like, you know, their nuts are hanging out. Yeah, they were wearing booty shorts. You know, like, and he shit. Was the first, yeah. Like, he was the first player where like 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 shorts that weren't like nut huggers and stuff. Yeah. And and then like his shoes, man. Like we all wanted his shoes. You know, like even though uh, them were some of the worst basketball shoes ever. <laughs> Like if you tried to play in them yeah. shits, they were some of the worst basketball shoes ever. Like as far as actually trying to play them without tearing them up, they they ain't making it no three games straight <laughs> at fucking all. Yeah, yeah. But if I just had to sum it up, man, I would just say because I got a picture of Michael Jordan on my son's wall right now. A buddy of mine gave me a framed Michael Jordan poster with his first pair of Jordans on where he's, you know, doing a signature dunk. I've had that shit. Now, mind you, I'm 44 years old. I've had that shit since I was in the eighth fucking grade. And I be telling my son now, like, man, hold on to it, because when you have a son, maybe you pass that shit down. Maybe at some point, God forbid, Mike dies, this is going to be one of those rare items that you can't find. So I'm like, son, you sitting on the gold mine. Man, I go in my son's room. He got all kind of shit propped up against it. The scratch the poster <laughs> could give a fuck less, you know, but, but when I see Mike, man, I would just say, cause as aside from trying to judge his character, like everybody's, Oh, you want a nice guy. You want this. That's a lot of motherfuckers, man. But to leave, when that man leaves this earth, like his legacy is stamped. This guy is fucking, I mean, just just like how Michael Jackson was. Michael Jordan was synonymous. That's a name that even, you know, matches that. You know what I'm saying? Like that. that's uh-huh. on the same even playing field. So I would just say excellence and greatness, man. I mean, you know, hell, uh, we, we, we look back on history with uh, great conquerors like Alexander the Great and Julius Caesar, my namesake. You know, like we... Uh, Look back on these guys who were tyrants and still see their greatness. We read them about them in storybooks. So this guy was just a little bit of a dick on the court. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, you, I mean, you see what I'm saying? But yet we could yeah. we could still make a movie about Julius Caesar and and understand his brilliance, brilliance and and what he meant to his time and what he was doing. This guy just played basketball, man. He talked a little shit to right. some people, but. But we'll move on to the next topic. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but this this will be <laughs> this will be more of a, a little bit of a more fun topic. Uh, 
so I was seeing videos of Mike Tyson, man. They showed some. There's some recent videos of Mike Tyson. Uh, yeah, yeah doing some of his look, yeah. look like he's still a knock your goddamn head off your shoulders if he catch you with one of those he fucking punches. It, um, yeah, yeah. So Mike uh, was throwing combinations. The guy, I don't know who the guy was holding the pads, but he was like, "Hey, motherfucker, don't you miss this pad?" Yeah, that, that dude looked fucking terrified. He was like, "Cause you could tell them blows was coming swift, fast, and hard. And if he was to actually slip one of them punches and accidentally hit that dude, that motherfucker was gonna be hurt." But oh yeah. So Mike is uh. I'm hearing rumors that he's thinking about coming back to do some charity fighting. And then I also saw a video of Evander Holyfield, man, who was also working out and looking good and, and was uh, actually working out with a former uh, champ as well. Antonio Tarr was actually training. And, oh, wow. and he was actually working out a little bit with uh, one of the Klitschko brothers. The, I forget which one it was, the last one to retire. But he was working. Right. He's right. looking about coming back. So so my question is, would you be excited to see a Holyfield Tyson three? You know, because this would be their third fight. Would you be? Would, is that something you'd be excited for that you would actually watch? Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'd watch that. I would. Oh yeah, I go front. Like the, I don't think the fight would last very long. I think it'd probably last like three rounds. But I think it would be a, a solid fight. The fight ain't lasted very long anyway, because Mike is fifty three and fucking Evander Holyfield is fifty seven. So I'm pretty sure it's not going to be a regulation match. I'm, it may be like, oh, we're going to do this for six rounds, and the motherfuckers probably still be dead tired. But I would watch it because I want to see Mike bite the other fucking ear. How about that? Right. <laughs> I want to see if Mike lose his shit and kick Evander Holyfield in the nuts. You know, I'm I'm watching because I want to see the fucking train wreck. I want to see the crazy Mike. You know, that people realize, okay, we didn't let this fucking cage lion out. And he's been <laughs> he's been tranquilized and shit in the past. So we've seen him in interviews where he laughing and giggling with people and being all cuddly and shit. But that's all that was because he was medicated. So now in this fight when he's yeah. no longer medicated and he's just a wild, uncaged fucking monster, he he go maul somebody, man. He go maul somebody. And I ain't gonna lie, I, shit, that's the shit I believe. Yeah, just yeah, he's got to take his weed away from him. Right, you know? <laughs> that's the shit I want to see. <laughs> take his weed away. <laughs> have you ever have you ever seen um you ever seen Mike Tyson's uh, uh podcast called Hot Boxing? If you hadn't seen it, check it out, man. Oh yeah, cause he have, yeah, seen Okay, it. well, if oh, you yeah. ever seen him on there talking about fighting, man, you'll see that motherfucker damn near going to tears, and you also see the guest on the show being uneasy and shit, looking at Mike like, "Hey, we cool?" Like you, because you, you don't know. You don't know if Mike yeah. is finna go off on you and because Mike is known for those outbursts, man. That dude's a fucking killer. So I think it's something that would be good. I mean, I'm not saying I would want to see Mike come back and fight full time, but would I want to see him at least put uh you know put some things to rest of what that fight could have been because the fight was stopped because he bit Evander. Even though he said he bit Evander because Evander kept fucking uh headbutting him and shit. Yeah. Headbutton, yeah. So anyway, I think it would be something interesting. Maybe okay, check the scenario out. Mike Tyson, or 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 they both get seriously hurt doing it, and it turns out to be a terrible fucking idea. Say, <laughs> but, but <laughs> imagine this. Imagine this. 
Evander comes back, Mike Tyson comes back. Let's say if you can get Lennox Lewis to come back. Let's say if you can get like a, a, a like let me see, we we'd have to have one more good a James Tony. Ooh. We get a James Tony to come back with that Philly shell boxing. You feel me? Like, yeah, we get like a James Tony and we get like a like a, a tournament. Maybe maybe Michael fight Holyfield and then maybe James Tony fight Lennox Lewis and then maybe the the loser of those fights fight each other. You know, and then you, you get a few fights out there shit. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Because especially in the heavy in the heavyweights, like I mean, we we got Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua. And Wilder, but that's about it. Everybody else is like, you know, just like we saw Ruiz hop in there. You know, shit, baby, we let Ruiz and Mike go a little bit. You know, you might, you might get a couple fights out of it, man. But anyway, I, I think it would be entertaining. I've been hearing talks, and I've been hearing a lot of interest, just like you just said. I've been hearing a lot of people say, hey, something I would fucking watch. Something I would watch. <laughs> you think about it. I think people... You want to know what I would watch? You want to know what I would watch? What's that? I would want to watch just Mike like be just, just let loose on the street, and just beating up like random civilians. <laughs> That's just on the street, you know. Just, just let them go like Times Square, you know. But this is the thing. He's just running around, just, but, just uh, fucking this, people. But up. this is the thing. That motherfucker really did that shit. <laughs> if you look up over the past, there's dog plenty of stories where Mike got into traffic accidents and chased people into hotels and jumped over counters on people. Like Mike was doing that shit already, you know. But I, but I just think this fight, man, would be like a. I don't know, like a porn fetish. Like, like, like you know, you wouldn't admit that you like watching granny porn, but you would watch it. You know, it's just it's one of them things. I just feel like people would watch it. I feel like, yeah, it's just one of those sick pleasures. People will watch the shit. So anyway, so I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. So you would watch that shit. But now I'm going to bring up uh, a native to where you at. Mr. Takashi six motherfucking nine is back on the streets. And uh, I don't know if you. So since you since you in New York, did you ever see the billboard yeah. with Takashi, the Rainbow Kid? You ever see the billboard in Times Square or anything? You ever head up that way? Uh, no, I never saw that billboard. Well, he had a billboard uh, saying, "I am King of New Times York." Square is one of those places. Oh, really? Yeah, well, he, yeah, he had a billboard saying, "Well, now he said the King is back." Oh Jesus. Yeah, they say motherfucker rented like, but Takashi. But just to give you some backstory, man. So Takashi, wait, wait, wait. Did 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 he pay for that billboard himself? Yeah, they say like three hundred fifty. Wait, he paid for that billboard himself. Wow. Either him or or a couple of fucking idiots. The people promoting him. But to give you some background, man, Takashi was the kid that came out, man. You know, uh, little Mexican kid with the rain. All right, man. What's the last thing you heard, man? So I can pick up from there. We were talking about Takashi six nine. But like, what was the last thing I said, though? You remember? We were talking talking about the billboard, and then uh, yeah. So yeah, it's weird to think about. He might actually be the king of New York. Dog, I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. New York kind of suspect these days, bro. I don't think being the king of New York is hard these days. Yeah, I know I Biggie, Biggie is rolling over in his goddamn grave. I tell you that much. Because yeah. New York ain't 
New York has been soft since Biggie died, bro. Like they let yeah, how, it's, it's uh, been the South. It's been the South is sticking over hip hop. Yeah, for sure. Ben took over. But, yeah, Ben took over. But how you let a kid with rainbow hair, rainbow hair, where was that cool at? Like I'm just saying. I he set up her. He infiltrated, but I'm gonna tell you something that's so slick about Takashi. He infiltrated the Bloods, the gang, the blood, the black gang, the Bloods. They let a rainbow Mexican hair kid infiltrate their gang, get them and tr- use them to shoot at people, do all these crimes, and and back him up while he was talking all this shit to people. Then turned in state's evidence against them, and comes out of jail with a $10 million contract and they still locked up in behind defending him. It's yeah, crazy. It's, it's That's New York. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and, then, and then even now, you get a chance, he got to do, he, he had a, and I'm going to tell you something that's so fucking sickening, bro. His, when he got out, he, he was out probably about a month. So he put out this premiere video, man, called Gooba. G-O-O-B-A. When I tell you the, the the beat is hard, but but the video, yeah, the video got some chicks shaking their ass, so that was okay. But that motherfucker turned because he know everybody calling him a rat. At the end of the video, he he turn he turns into a rat, bro. He turns into a cartoon <laughs> rat with rainbow wrist whiskers, like fuck y'all. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> I mean the shit is just crazy, man. But but the Looking video like the Chuck and Cheese rat. <laughs> yeah, that's how you look with rainbow whiskers. But check this shit out. That motherfucker, uh, I think the video, the numbers on the video was up to 74. It's, it's up way higher than that now, but it was up to 74 million in like four fucking days. Oh, Jesus. In four fucking days. So you tell me, like, so I would say this generation now, they don't give a fuck about snitching and rats and like those principles. They don't give a fuck about none of that. They don't give a fuck about none of that. So this dude can come out and do what he wants to do. And that's why I say he's self-proclaiming that he's still king of New York because people still going to fuck with him. And apparently people still going to listen to his music because I guarantee you, if you pull up that video now, it's probably well over 100 million. And it ain't even been out that long. Still ain't been out that long. Maybe a few weeks. Still ain't been out that long. That motherfucker doing his thing. And just to let you know, if you ever follow that full story, I think they're going to do a movie about the kid because this dude pretty much approached this game and was like, hey, I know how we all can get rich if you guys just back me up and be pretty much my muscle. So while I'm talking shit to people, y'all just don't let nothing happen to me. That's basically what the relationship was. Just don't let nothing happen to me. Yeah. I'm going to talk all the shit because he was on the people to suck his dick and, and, and beefing with other gangs. The rapper Chief Keef, he had somebody go shoot at Chief Keef. I mean, this kid was running around acting bonkers. The yeah. only thing that fucked his rise up was, you know, of course you fucking with real gang members. The motherfuckers greedy, bro. They start fighting over the money and over who was getting what. And at one point, once they, fra- once they the, uh, the fat different factions of the game broke off, uh, some of them kidnapped that kid, man. They kidnapped him and beat him up. There's a video out there where they kidnapped that motherfucker was begging for his life. <laughs> he ended up having a dog 
break up out the car. Like he had his girl come down with jewelry and shit, so they would let him go. And as soon as they got it, he like busted up out the car running and shit. Like this man, I'm telling you, this shit was crazy. But after that shit, that's when the feds came to him and was pretty much like, hey, we got these dudes on tape talking about killing you. So you're going to tell us what you know. They end up having to give him some time too, though, because, uh, you know, he was involved in some shit where he was trying to put hits on people and doing stuff. So he had to get some time for that. But in a nutshell, he only served a year and a half, a little over a year and a half, and then came out to a $10 million contract back in the music business. Jesus. Yeah. So like I say, who did you say? Yeah. And then one of the things he even says in the video, I'm a rat who came back to a bag. He like, I'm still making this motherfucker got a shark, uh, a, a shark pendant, like a great white that's encrusted in diamonds. And he said he paid like a fucking, I don't know, 500,000 or something for just this fucking chain. You know, so I'm like, man, so trust me, I think we in bizarro world and yeah. kids now that they don't give a fuck. Ain't no honor. Ain't no, hey, uh, be a stand-up dude. These motherfuckers, all the motherfuckers and snitches, man. <laughs> pretty yeah. much. To let that dude, like, but yeah, but that's pretty much what's popping in your neck of the woods, man. That kid running around New York. Like, he, you know, he that dude, man. Like, he just thorough like that. So, but you had heard, <laughs> you had heard of the kid, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, what was your thoughts when you first seen him? You know, you was kind of wild and, you know, into your own little goth and you know your little thing you had going on for a second. So I know you. I know you was a fan of the, the theatrics. So what did you first think when you saw this kid? Did you think, well, goddamn, I could be a rapper too? Fuck it. Yes, yes, dude. Like, dude, I was born in the wrong time, dude. If you and I were like twenty right now, we could be rappers. Like, I, I swear to God, like, dude, I've been listening to a lot of mumble rap lately. And I, I I listen to it now, and I'm like, dude, this is this is music I would have made at 21, you know. And I'm like, god damn, I was born the wrong time, you know. Yeah. I do like I would have like seven face tattoos and shit, and yeah, man, and we and we could be rappers. <laughs> we could, because if you listen to some of this motherfucker lyrics, man, you would be like, hell yeah, I could rap. Cause this motherfucker, he's making a bunch of noise, man. And then, and then he's saying a bunch of racist shit. So I'm gonna tell you something. In that song, Google, that motherfucker say, uh, he catch a motherfucker at the chicken spot. Like, what you mean, bro? Like, oh, the, damn. black dude at the chicken spot, hit him with a hundred shots. Yeah. And and uh, and not to mention, this kid drops the N word, man. Like every other word, bro. And I think. Like and the reason why they was letting him do that because he's Mexican and he was living in the hood. Sometimes you get a pass, but after you snitch, I think, yeah, motherfucker, you don't get to say that shit. No <laughs> you don't more. get to say the word anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not no motherfucking gangster. You're not from that life. Now you're making fun of it. Like, yeah, you need to be punched in your motherfucking face on sight. Like when somebody, I don't give a fuck if it's a fan. And next time you try to do a concert or try to do a meet and greet, and some motherfucker just come, I don't know, just scissor kick that motherfucker out of nowhere. Just you know, because he he, he gonna deserve that shit and. Be honest with you, another stupid thing about this motherfucker, he's on house arrest and he's still under witness witness protection a little bit because they moved him. The motherfucker was outside on his patio of this house 
uh, showing money and trying to post some pictures on Instagram or something, and some little white girl leaked his goddamn address. She was outside too and videoing this motherfucker saying, I can't believe it. Six, no, six nine lives in my neighborhood, and she leaked the shit. And then he moved somewhere else, and that shit got leaked. So my thing is, you snitched on a lot of thorough dudes, though, man. So at the end of the day, whether it's a family member or gang member or friend, somebody his days are numbered and he, he's still yeah. out here with that clown he's still clowning you still out here acting like you a gangster it's like if he'd have came home and shut up and sat for a year but i kind of understand why he didn't shut up because he's like well okay right now my name is hot so i gotta capitalize on this but if he'd have calmed down man get your ass into some acting you know because he can be you know I, I i think he can hit that lane you know he could be on some reality shows and they probably make a movie out the kid life because some real shit happened, you know, during his time matters. So it's a pretty crazy story that I think a lot of people would resonate with. I think a lot of people would want to see it. So, but he's not going that route. But I will tell you this, the dude's a marketing genius because right after he put that fucking video up, there was a link at the bottom saying, hey, I'm selling t-shirts, hoodies, hats, and that same... <laughs> that selling same, merch. Yeah, he's selling <laughs> like a motherfucker. Like a motherfucker, motherfucker selling rainbow jackets. He he got this purple fucking shark on the shirt with fucking like uh, rainbow teeth and shit. But great, and you know he marketed that shit to kids. Like if you look at his real childish looking. So hell yeah, he is out here like you know what? I'm gonna talk shit again. I'm gonna get my name buzzing. I mean, if yeah, you get seventy four million, kids wear that? Like like yes, do you think kids, kids wear that shit? That, what I mean by kids, I'm talking about like teenagers and young, yeah. young, you know, motherfuckers. Yeah, the motherfuckers is weirdos too. Yes. Yes, he's speaking to them. <laughs> kids is fucking weird as fuck, man. They like that type of shit because you got a faction of them that is like, yeah, that's me. He's talking to me. So, and then they, they snitch motherfuckers too on the inside. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so, they're like, yeah, they like, you fuck with me, I'm gonna snitch on you. So, you know, what you gonna do? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like, oh yeah, well, I'll snitch on you and myself, and and, right. and, I'll, and I'll get extra crap for snitching on myself. So my my exactly. snitching outweighs your snitching. Exactly, and then you gotta look at it. This motherfucker ain't nobody gonna. That's why ain't nobody touched him yet. Cause they like, man, this dude is hot right now. Meaning, you touch him, shit, them feds is coming, man. So it's like. That's why he's getting away with all that shit. So he really bullying the bullies. Like, but yeah, I got the police behind me. And then, like I said, yeah, a lot of these young people, they making snitching cool by being behind this dude. So at the end of the day, you got this whole movement. You got these young people that's like thinking all that shit is cool and gravy. They like, yeah, you know, maybe I can go join a gang too. And then when I get busted, I just snitch my way up out of it. You know, and, and it's like, yeah. that's what they, what the, but how about don't join a gang? How about your ass shouldn't even been in the situation in the first place because you were just as complicit and fucking guilty. That's what's so sickening about it. Yep. Not because them dudes was threatening him or what was going on and he did what he had to do. It's the fact that you were putting hits on people. You was ordering these dudes to go shoot at people and to do shit on, and on your behalf. So you were doing it too. So how can I hire you to go do something and you go do it? Then I turn around and snitch on you. <laughs> and you were doing it for me. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's yeah. where it's fucked up. So anybody that stand behind it, man, but like I say, them kids ain't giving a fuck. They making they making his shit blow up and he loving it. So he like, yeah, now I come buy this merch. I got this nice Burberry rainbow jacket. I got these hoodies. I got these sweatpants. <laughs> that motherfucker is selling everything, bro, because he know I'm going to make this money grab. 
And as long as I'm out here in my name, just think about it. if you got 74 million views in four fucking days, think about if even dog 74 million. Just imagine if only 20 million people come buy your shit. You selling hoodie, you selling a goddamn t-shirt for $35. Hats are fucking 40 bucks. I mean, just dog, do the math. <laughs> and then worldwide, you're gonna see that rainbow shit popping up everywhere, bro. 20 years from now, you're gonna see a fucking rainbow fucking uh some uh, some rainbow socks with Takashi face on you gonna say shit wash up on the beach. You're gonna be like, what the fuck is this? Like tell me, bro. That shit is out here, man. That shit is crazy. But we'll we'll get off Takashi though. We'll get onto something a little bit more serious. Uh so just some going into the political spectrum a little bit. So um I don't know if you saw this, but uh uh Joe Biden recently did an interview with Charlemagne the God from uh from the Breakfast Club. And this motherfucker had the nerve. I'm jumping to the end of the video, but uh, but he pretty much had the nerve to say, "If you don't vote for him, you're not black." <laughs> you know, he's speaking. To- yeah, I saw that. Oh, you do, right? As a black person, I'm fucking offended because Jesus. now Joe. Now Joe, sleepy Joe Biden. That now, now you on the you, you now you're the, but you, now you're the authority on what's fucking black. God damn. You know what I'm saying? So, man, 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 I've been black all my motherfucking life. I have faced racism. I have, I have been racial, racial, racial profile, all that shit. But now I'm gonna look at it and say, okay, uh, because I got Joe voting or wanted to vote for Joe Biden. I'm not black. <laughs> so I just thought that shit was crazy. So let me ask you, as, as a white man, as a white man, hearing Joe say this, what, what did you think? <laughs> um, well, well, first, I reread, first, I didn't believe it as I. Wait, wait. He said what? And then I read the article again, and then I and then I watched the video again, and and yeah, like I'm 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 not surprised, but but I am surprised. You know, like it it, it seems like something that Trump would say, but 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 not really. You know, so it's. Uh, oh yeah, and then and, and then, uh, yeah, like it's just. What, what, was he trying out a new joke? Like, was that what, like, was he trying to be funny, or or? But regardless, nah, I, like, I feel like he entitled. It, I feel it, like he entitled. It was, I feel it, like... it was it was it was stupid on his part. But like, I, I don't I don't understand why he said it though. You know, like, I, I feel like he entitled. He feel like, hey, I was in office eight years as vice president with Obama and I helped legitimize Obama as far as not for the black vote, but for the white vote. So he's feeling like, hey, you motherfuckers owe me. I'm a white man. And I, hey, I helped y'all out. So now black people, you should come stand behind me because I I was with your boy up in the office. Jesus. So you yeah. guys owe me a solid. You know what I'm saying? Like, you owe me a fucking solid. <laughs> Come on, help me out. 
Oh. Yeah, yeah. You like do me a solid. But I'm gonna tell you, I ain't fucking with Joe because you 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 fucking snipping people. You snipping the the back of people's necks and snipping people hair and shit and. You doing all this old man weird, you know, just weird energy shit, and I can't get behind that, man. Then you come out your mouth and try to tell me if I don't support you, I'm not black. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That shit is just wild, man. But people will let you know what they really feel, you know. That's why that's how I feel. Like I just feel like his true colors is coming out. So, Damn. and just to let you know, in the black community, we fractured because some people want to go behind him. Just because he says the words, oh, I have a black agenda. I got stuff that's going to help black people. You can say a lot of shit, but that don't mean that you're going to follow up with it once your ass is in office. So, But a lot of black people in our community are falling for that, though. Oh, you said you're going to speak up for black people. So, okay, you got my vote. As soon as he in the fucking office, first year, first term, nothing happens. And God forbid if you get a second one, but he just going to blame it on, but goddamn, I only had four years. You know, this should take at least eight to get it going. You know, it's all that weird shit, man, where by the time we realize they ain't going to do nothing for us, that motherfucker already halfway through his term and it's too late to do anything. So now that I got you on there, so now we really can dive into it. You know, so, um, so in the white community, like what's really going on? What are you hearing as far as voting? You supporting Trump? <laughs> what's up? I mean, because now we now, now we get to hear that inside track. So what's going on? <laughs> you, you, go, you go speak for white America. <laughs> what's going on in the white power structure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We put some, some of that inside. inside. Uh, well, got to keep in mind, dude, um, I stay up in... Uh, New York, so all I'm trying to say is it's 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 more liberal up here versus like the the white dude from like Texas. I got you. Um, but like, but Trump Trump is from New York. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, Trump hates New York, and like. For the most part, most of New York hates Trump. You know, like it's the so New York's considered a blue state, and for the most part, people don't like Trump here. You know, there's there's a few pockets of places here and there that that, that like him, but um, um, but for the most part, ain't nobody really fucking with him like that. I just no, didn't know, man. No, no like and. Um, <laughs> But 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 it's weird. Like I will meet like people in New York who are conservative, but they won't come out and say that they're conservative. They'll be like, "So uh, did you vote for Trump?" I'm like, "No, I didn't vote." They're like, "Oh yeah, well you know." What I'm trying to get that inside scoop yeah. because me and <laughs> me like, and Slim. Well, yeah, you know we we vote for Trump. But 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 like but but like they won't come out and say it and um and speaking in terms of the comedy community like you won't hear a comic with a right leaning point of view like right. even even if they like feel that way they're not going to talk about it on stage 
just because well, hold on a second that's that's why i'm asking you because me and slim yeah. we're coming from that black perspective so and this is a safe this is a safe space here yeah right. i've been knowing you for a long time but I, I to know when white people get together what they really fucking talk about or they like you know what we're tired of these fucking blacks we want to keep trump in there <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause trump don't give a fuck we want to make america great again i want to hear that real shit you've heard a conversation where you've been like oh this is uh you know like one of them odd ass conversations where you just don't add nothing to it because you're like this is nothing <laughs> right like you're uh, not gonna pull me into your racism. Like, you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? Like when they pull you in, like you know what I mean, right? You're like, no. The, I don't. I'm like I'm like taking slow steps backwards out of conversation. Right. You're not trying, somebody trying to keep creep away. <laughs> talking about these goddamn blacks and this food stamp. You know what I mean, man? You're like, wait a minute, bro. Like, hey, I, I'm just trying to get my little Gatorade and get out of the store. Like, I didn't come here for that. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, but, but no, that's what I'm talking about. Just no, I know, like, to- I don't hear that. But what's weird, this happens to me because, like, I'm a, I'm a pale, bald, white dude, right? People from right. different... <laughs> races will tell me their racist shit about the races they don't like. <laughs> they assume I'm racist. So I get to hear right. everyone else's racism. <laughs> yeah. So you so you so you like the, the racist person whisperer and shit. <laughs> yeah. Well they just feel like it's comfortable talking to you like you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> You, they come over. I pull out some trail mix from my pocket. I give it to them. They start chewing on it. They start telling yeah, me the reason. Tell, tell you about these goddamn rules, man. Right? These goddamn Asians. Damn Puerto and Ricans. Like, bodega go up in this motherfucker. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? What is bodega anyway? Yeah. But yeah, man. But just the political climate is just weird and. I don't think Joe Biden is helping that. He's threatening black people with their blackness. And I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and if people was on the fence about him, like if you really want to vote about it, he's not helping himself. So you just Bro. like, yeah, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. Hey, what the fuck? So anyway, but I, we, we'll, we'll get on this last topic, man. We'll, we'll get on to some more serious topics. Uh, I don't know if you've seen, but the uh, the, the the black jogger in Georgia, Mr. Ahmad Ivory, that was jogging, yeah. man. In the neighborhood. And, uh, yeah. Fucking so we're just going to it. He was jogging. Yeah. Um, a father and son decided he looked like a suspect that had been robbing some homes in the area. So they they pursued this young man. I think uh, Mr. Arbery is about 23 years old. So they pursued him in a vehicle. I think the son was in the back uh, of the truck with a shotgun. Then they had another man trailing them, film, filming the whole thing. So when they ended up cutting Aubrey off, of course, he tries to avoid the men and run around them. And of course, they hop out and block him off. And when he went to go try to go back the other way, the other vehicle had cut him off. So uh, there's two sides of this where you have people saying, why didn't he stop? Why didn't he answer their questions? And, and this is what I would throw to people like, okay, 
number one, no one has the right to detain you if you're not doing anything. So no, so put right. yourself in yeah. shoes. Let's say you as a white person are walking and then you're in a neighborhood and some black people come tell you like, hey, you look like a guy that's been doing some shit in this neighborhood. Can we talk to you for a second? Come here. You know, like, and we stop you and just, you know, pull out guns and shit on top of that. Man, they, man, they would have had the fucking SWAT team in that area. They would have had fucking helicopters and shit. They would have been pulling black people out their house. Drones, <laughs> man. Yeah. Yeah, they would just had the drones there. The fucking National Guard there. But it's okay for these guys to say, even if somebody had been breaking in homes or whatever, but who's to say, see all this, you know, ooh, you look like the suspect shit. See, that's that go-to shit. So you stop the guy, you pull out guns, not not thinking like, okay, you approach the guy with weapons, drawn, a gun out. <laughs> so first thing he's thinking like, you know, and you're in Georgia. So I know I would have been thinking, I need to get the fuck out of here. So he got to wrestling with the guy. Guy shoots him. Another guy's fucking filming. So I mean, so, I mean it's, it's, it's just all kind of weird shit going yeah. on. I just felt like the whole situation was weird. So so I'll back up off of it. So you as an Aryan white man with privilege <laughs> and uh, I want you to feel like what were your thoughts? And I'm not trying to make light or fun of it, but I'm just saying you're giving that white perspective. So I just want to see like, so do you feel like as a white man they were justified? And like I say, you can speak freely here. We we won't we gonna debate this. We're gonna, you know, say Well, oh, there's oh. nothing to debate, man. Like what happened was tragic. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um you know, I watched the, the film like a few times, man. It's just it, it was hard. It, it, yeah, it, was hard. It, it didn't even look real. You're like at first it, you're like, this can't be real. And then you're like, this is this is this is very real. It, it, it's it's it, shocking. Sh- shocking's the appropriate word that, that I was going for uh, just then. But um, no, man, you would think you would think like with the coronavirus going on and like this, you know, this invisible s- 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 silent death going on right now that maybe we as human beings wouldn't like kill each other right now. You know, maybe we could just hold off on ki- killing each other for, you know, just, just a little while, you know, maybe yeah, a couple then months. On, on, then on know? top of that, this could have happened no, just, to any person yeah. of color. Cause you got to think about it. You can't even, you know, if I like right now, if I go out of my neighborhood, I see white people jogging all the time. I've never felt threatened or been like, oh shit, you know, but a black man run down the streets like, oh shit, he stole something. 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 Let's watch this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like he just even though he's in workout clothes and sweats and shit, he ain't got nothing in his hands. He he's in workout attire, but we're still gonna watch him and now we're gonna follow him and now we're gonna escalate escalate the the situation and uh get in our vehicles. We're gonna be two vehicles deep and you film and I'm gonna pull out a gun and where do we feel like that's normal? <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, like, where would that have been normal? You know, unless you wanted to provoke something like you did. But then on top of that, so we dig into it a little further. So the father and son are Gregory and Travis Mitchell. And so the plot thickens because Gregory, the father, he has worked for the prosecutor's office. You know what I'm saying? So when yeah. this shit first happened, Nobody even wanted to touch the case. I'm pretty sure he was calling in favors. Somebody even gave him the idea to say, hey, 
say you were making a citizen's arrest. Then that way, if something went wrong, you were in, you got rights in behind that. And so now I think three prosecutors have had to recuse themselves because they were too close to the case. And, and, uh, and I'd like to say, I, I'm surprised that they even arrested the second man, but you know, I'm, I'm glad that they did, but I'm just saying, I thought that they would try to find some bullshit not to, but uh, William Bryan uh, Jr., was the, the person in the second vehicle that filmed the whole thing. So just think if this dumb motherfucker wasn't stupid enough to film it, they probably would have got away with the shit because there wouldn't have been any video evidence, you know, saying otherwise. See, we wouldn't have had the video of them actually yeah. blocking that guy and hopping out on him. They could have spent any fucking story. So thank God he did film it because that's going to be the shit that's going to hang them because now they have some video proof. And it's right there, black and white. This guy is not a threat. He has no weapon. You have a weapon. It's more of you guys. So, of course, he felt threatened. That's why he was wrestling with the gun. It's three people, and y'all got guns. Y'all, that escalated the situation right there. Right there. So it's like, so this kid, man, it's just, it's, it's just sad and fucking unfortunate, and it shouldn't have happened. And I'm going to follow this shit, and I hope that they, you know, that justice is served, and that these guys, if they don't do the death penalty, which I doubt, a lot of people's calling for that, I doubt they'll probably get the death penalty, but they need to be serving the better part of their lives in prison, all three of them. Because they thought that this was like, a, I guess, going to be a um, a film that they could brag with their buddies, because just think if they would have got off. The guy still would have had the video. I'm yeah. pretty sure you'd have his friends showed, but now that shit is backfiring. So anyway, just catching a lot of case. And then I know you as a white man were just like, God damn, here we go. You know, like, because sometimes white people get a bad luck. Because, I mean, get a bad rep because you got some motherfucking assholes out there doing shit like that. You know? And just like causing yeah. complications. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, bad, this is bad PR. Damn it. Yeah, way bad, bro. Way bad. <laughs> now, now uh, it, it's not even it's like it's not even like it's, it was it wasn't mutual combat or nothing like that. It's like, like I said, three fucking guys against one. Y'all got you know guns. Y'all got your cars on foot, and it's just it just was no cause for it. So I just like would like to see some some swift justice here. I'm talking about if they can react to this swiftly and decisively, they can put that shit to bed and justice will be served. But the jury's still out on that. We'll see what they're going to do because. All the indicators surrounding this case in the beginning was that they were trying to sweep it up under the rug. That they're for the citizens' arrest bullshit excuse and and you know it's just it's just all kind of bullshit, man. And you could just tell the guys took it. They they took it way too fucking far, and uh, now they're gonna pay for it. And and then what's so shameful is Gregory, you took your son down with you with your hatred. You took your son down with your hatred. So let's say your son, the person you're supposed to love and value. I don't care that your son was grown. That's your son. You took your son down with your bigot bullshit. Mm. Your bullshit. Now that's that. That's deep. Now that's deep. So that mother, if his mother's still living, his relatives still, how do you look at that father and be like, you took your son down with your bigotry? So now I want to see how deep does your racism run? Because are your family going to come out now and stand behind your actions? Or are they going to say like, yeah, he was right. Yeah, right on. You know, like. Are they gonna stand behind it? <laughs> you know how deep is that race? Or now they can, or or now can they see? Damn, that's fucking retarded and stupid. And now 
you know, you've you fucking thrown your son's life away. And I'm pretty sure that man probably, he, he was up 34 years of age or something like that. I'm pretty sure he had children. Now you fucked his life up. And no, he was probably just out there trying to impress his dad. You know, mm -hmm. dad won't do this battle. Yeah. Dad was in law enforcement. Yeah, you know, all this shit. And then y'all get out there, get they probably been drinking and shit. You ride up on this man and you just didn't know the young kid just wasn't having it. I mean, I hate that it went that way for him, but he just wasn't having it. And he and, he, and God bless him, man, he fought. And now, to me as an American, that's within your goddamn right. You don't have to stand there and just be a victim and that's it. That young man fought. You know what I'm saying? And they, I know people yeah. say, well, why didn't he just answer their questions? Why didn't he just, they were just asking what he was doing there. Why would he just, because he didn't fucking have to. Right. He wasn't doing shit. You know what I'm saying? He didn't fucking have to. So why, when it come to black people, I see you're a white man, so I get to yell at you for a second. So I get to like just deflect all this on you. Like, yeah. So I'm just like, so why does he have to stand there and take that shit? Like, he didn't have to stand there. He didn't have to be like, hey, yeah, let me give you my ID. Let me run through who I know over here. What I'm doing. He didn't, he don't have to. Like, man, who are you? Get the fuck out of my face. And at best, and let's say they really felt like he was doing something, call the cops. It's not your fucking job. You were no longer, and then that guy was no longer in law enforcement. Call the police if you felt like he was doing something then maybe you wouldn't be facing this crazy time and this young man wouldn't have lost his life if we just took a step back and, you know, made the proper call. So that's my thoughts on that, man. But I give you the last word on that. I know I took it a turn, but I had to come back and really, because that's what my boy Slim was supposed to be here for, because I know Slim, me and him usually dive in, and I know he was going you know, uh, he, he has some, uh, and I hate that. And so you guys, uh, we definitely got to get him back on the show. Uh, we just had some technical difficulties and he wasn't able to join this podcast, but he'll be back. And like I said, he's still, still my co-host and my boy here was able to fill in for him, you know, and I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? He's had a great point of view as well. And, uh, but I, I just know he had a real passionate, um, uh, you know, outtake on this and some, you know, thoughts that he wanted to give. So, uh, you know, so like I said, we'll maybe we'll do a recap and I'll, I'll be able to come back and let him, you know, ask some stuff. So anyway, I'll give you the last word, sir, and uh, just your thoughts and, you know, and I know you already kind of touched on it, but, you know, just your thoughts on what you would like to see. I mean, you're out there in the world, you're you're mingling with other people. You're in New York for all fucking places, which is a melting pot. So so what are your your final thoughts? I Like I said, again, I'll give you the last word. Well, yeah, man, I'm, I, I'm shocked that this keeps happening, you know, like, it's like, how many times does this have to happen, you know, and it's, it's, it's tragic, and I don't, I don't know, yeah, I, 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 I don't see the thought process behind it, I don't know. Yeah, it's just some some country bumpkin bullshit. Yeah, dick dick measuring contest. Let me show off for my son. Let me. But you know what? That ignorant thought. But now they get to go when they get convicted and when they go to prison, they get to go join that nice Aryan game. You know, they get to go join the Aryan Brotherhood or some nice racial faction that's in prison. 
They get to go live out those fantasies now for real. So now they get to go do that. And they get to go see, oh, now that I joined this prison racist gang, is this all that I thought it was? You know, is this all I thought it was cracked up to be? Because <laughs> now you're going to see prison politics and you're going to see those same Aryan racist motherfuckers break those same racist ass views for money and different things, prison politics that happen. You're going to see them working with some of these people they, they tell you is so much of the scourge of earth. They've been many from the see a lot of shit. You ain't never seen American History X. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You ever seen that? With oh, Norton? yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Same, similar thing. And he, when he went to prison, he got to see all that shit was just a facade. It's just for recruitment. Half of them still sell drugs and buy drugs from other, you know, inferior races as they say and all that shit man it's a whole sham man it's a whole sham but now those guys my last little thoughts would just be like now those guys get to go out and live out that fantasy fantasy they they get to go be super fucking racist they get to go do all that they 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 they, they gonna be in in prison with some hard-hitting motherfuckers and 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 now they get to go see what they really about that life and not because they ran up on an unarmed kid and it was more of them than him. And that dude, man, was a small dude, man. He looked like he was maybe 160 pounds soaking wet. You know. Yeah. Like I said, man, just sad. Loss of life for no reason. And now, like I said, they we, we get the see. So I'm going I'm to follow this case to the end, man. I, I just want to see justice done. And like I said, hopefully the, uh, the spotlight is on Georgia. So it's up for them to show that they may not up for this and they're not having it. But anyway, y'all, that was an episode, another episode of Quiet Pizza. <clears throat> and I'd like to thank my co-host today, you know, my Philly co-host, Mr. Colin Sips. You know what I'm saying? Came in, did his thing, you know. And like I say, and again, we still gonna send a shout out to my, my co-host Slim. Like I say, he wasn't able to make it with us today, but I pushed on as you know as we should, and I would want him to do so. But he'll be back soon, and I, I I'll get Colin back on as well, and maybe we can all you know do this together. But until then, man, that's all I got. But I do appreciate you today, brother. Yeah, man, thanks for having me on. It's been fun. Yeah, that, 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 now you can continue having your lazy day. You can go back to <laughs> <laughs> you can go back to doing what you was doing. You said because at the beginning of this motherfucker, you was like, man, I don't. <laughs> just woke up out this nap, about to go into another pre-nap. Yo, it was like, kind of should agree to do this shit today. <laughs> but I appreciate it though, man. I really do though. Yeah, man, it was fun. All right, cool. Well, we ended right there, man. But like I say, thanks again, bro. I will let you know when the next one is going, man. Like I say, just appreciate it. Listeners, appreciate you guys. We're going to come back with some more content.